Hello, busy business owner. Are you tired of that overwhelming feeling, the burnout, and constantly chasing after time while you build your business? Trust me, I have been there. And that's what inspired me to create a new group coaching program for service providers who are ready to ditch their complicated, confusing business that just keeps them busy and stressed all day. If you've been hustling for three to five years and you are not seeing the progress or the income that you want, or the time freedom that you dreamed of when you started your business, then Thrive Through Simplicity Group Coaching Program is for you. It is a step-by-step framework to help you create a business that is simple, easy, and free from burnout. Visit chelseanewmeyer.com slash thrive through simplicity to learn more about how you can create a simpler, more fulfilling life and business with 12 months of support. It's time to break free from overwhelm. You've got this, and I'll see you in the program. Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I am so excited to be jumping on with a quick solo episode for you all while I'm on maternity leave um, because I wanted to share an update with you all and keep you posted on how everybody is doing. Um, I may sound a little bit different because I am recording from my kitchen um, with the baby sleeping next to me. So not the usual studio setup, but I really wanted to jump on here and say I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season and a really fantastic new year. And again, share some updates. So I'm not going to share the whole birth story because one, it would take a very long time. It was quite an adventure. But I wanted to share that we welcomed our son, Nolan James Thomas, on December 8th. He came two weeks early and one whole week before my kind of planned maternity leave. So right from the start as a planner, it was, you know, threw off everything that I had planned. But what brought us in early was um, a diagnosis of some high blood pressure, which I've never had before. So they wanted to do an induction just for everybody's safety. And that led to me needing a C-section because the baby just was not tolerating the um, induction process very well. And they couldn't get a steady like heartbeat for him. Um, and so after about 12 hours of the induction and C-section, Nolan was born at 2.44 a.m. on, like I said, Friday the 8th. So... That part, again, none of it went according to plan. It was probably actually the total opposite of everything I had in my first plan. And I think that as someone who is a type A control freak planner, it was really hard. But luckily, I felt super supported through the whole process. And I think, again, it's just a great lesson in parenthood in general of how little control we have over the whole thing. Unfortunately, the baby ended up having some respiratory distress. He ended up swallowing some amniotic fluid that had braconium in it. And so he needed to be um, medevaced to back to the States to a hospital um, in Virginia. And that's just because our base on Guantanamo Bay doesn't have like a NICU. So we had a NICU nurse who was absolutely incredible, but we don't have a NICU 
department, there wasn't enough tools or resources to be able to help the baby with some of the distress that he was having. So they were able to get him fairly stable and he actually wasn't medevaced off the island until probably about six o'clock at night on the 8th. So during that time, you know, we were just trying to figure out what that was going to look like. My husband had to go all over base to get the right paperwork he needed um, and to pack up himself because he was going to be the one who had to go with the baby because I was still recovering from the C-section surgery. So needless to say, our baby got his first and likely only private jet experience um, from Guantanamo Bay back to a Navy hospital in Virginia. Um, And they left Friday night. And then I was able to be discharged on Saturday and took a Saturday flight back to the States. And so I met with my sister and then we drove to that hospital in Virginia, which was kind of insane in hindsight, because that meant that I left the hospital um, like a little over 24 hours after the C-section surgery, when the recovery time is typically about 72 hours. But again, I just had such blinders on and all I wanted to do was get to my baby. So I don't even really remember if I was in pain. I just like got back to the house, packed when left and flew and did what everything I needed to do to get there. And we, and I got to see the baby again the evening of the ninth. And we spent 10 days in the NICU um, once they got his breathing under control, it was a matter of regulating his blood sugar because he was so small. He was born at five pounds, six ounces. Um, and so needed some help regulating his blood sugar through his feedings. So that's really what kept us in the NICU for as long as we were there. But luckily, our families were able to come and see us and support us and meet the baby. So my parents drove down um, and Nate's, my husband's um, mom flew in. And that was really, really wonderful because, again, we just weren't expecting to see them so soon. They weren't expecting to meet the baby so soon. Um, and to just have an extra set of hands and an extra car um, and someone who could go and get some of the kind of bare and basic necessities that we needed because at the time we were living out of a hotel. And so we spent two weeks um, living in a hotel and going back and forth multiple times a day to the hospital to spend time with the baby and you know so take care of him as much as we possibly could and then sleep and eat and everything back at the hotel. So again, if people are more interested in the full birth story and what that NICU experience, I am more than happy to share. Trust me, I'm a verbal processor, so it helps to talk about it. And if I can provide insight and support to anybody else who has faced it or may be facing it, I would welcome that opportunity because it is just a really, really shitty club to be a part of. But at the end of the day, the medical teams that we had were phenomenal. Our families and friends and the base and the base leadership, the people who stepped up for us and showed their love and support was incredibly overwhelming um, in the best way possible. So we, again, if I can provide that support, if people want to hear more about the story, let me know, reach out to me on Instagram at Chelsea and coaching. Um, and I'm happy to make another episode with more information or I can come onto another more appropriate podcast and share the whole story, whatever makes sense. But we were able to fly home 
on the 22nd. Nolan was discharged earlier that week. And then we spent three really terrible nights with a newborn in a hotel. It was really tough. And then we flew from Virginia to Jacksonville and then Jacksonville back um, onto the base. And it was a total nightmare for all kinds of reasons. But long story short, we made it on the 22nd. We're able to celebrate Nolan's first Christmas and our first Christmas as a family of three in our home. And that was really, really special and amazing. And now he's doing great. He's gaining weight. He's looking really cute and doing all things baby. And we are getting into a groove. I will not say it's a routine, but we are certainly getting into a nice groove of taking care of one another and taking care of the baby. Okay. Of course the baby woke up as I'm recording. So I wanted to share some things that I've learned and none of these are going to be revolutionary. And I've only been a mom for almost four weeks now, but I wanted to share some of these insights through the lens of time management and productivity and through the viewpoint of someone who is a type A kind of planner and control freak and wants things to go a certain way and how that's just not always real um, as a parent of a newborn. So the first one is to take the help and let people do what feels good for them. And this was really hard, not because I'm not willing to take help. I'm certainly willing and able to ask for help, but I think I just was so overwhelmed in the moment of like just trying to survive and see my baby and feeling stressed out. And so it was, it felt a bit more burdensome than it should to have people who are willing to help. And so once I kind of relinquished that and just realized that I didn't need to like entertain my family and friends who were with us, that I could just let them be here because it made them feel good. It made us feel good. Um, and then they could help out in a way that felt good for them, which whether that was sending us a DoorDash gift card or running an errand for us or helping us coordinate someone to take care of our dog, right? Like there was so many people who stepped up to help us in ways that I didn't even think that we needed that help. And so take the help and let people do what feels good for them. The next one is I am relinquishing up my to-do list, which is incredibly hard because I live and breathe by that, right? Like every single day I have a to-do list. I don't think there's ever been a day where I haven't had a to-do list. And so right now my to-do list is like what shows I want to watch that day, basically. And I'm really giving up that expectation I have for myself to accomplish things. And I still do. And when I do get the laundry done or when I do, you know, clean out my emails, it feels all that much more exciting, but I'm not looking to cross anything off of a to-do list right now, which is again, really hard. Sleep when the baby sleeps is actually really hard advice, especially if you are someone who is used to go, go, go. If you're used to not sitting still for that long, it's hard to just see the time that the baby's sleeping as time when you need to be resting versus time when like, oh, I could be doing something right now. And I'm still not very good at this. I'm not very good at naps, but sleep when the baby sleeps is that advice you hear over and over and over again when you're pregnant. And I think that that's actually really hard advice for a lot of people to take. Breastfeeding is also really hard. And I was going to wing it and thank God one of my girlfriends recommended a lactation class and a nursing class for me, but it's still really, really hard. And I'm 
waffling with the decision every single day about what's going to be right for me, for the baby, for our family. And I'm giving myself grace and space to make that decision because it's hard for a lot of reasons. And another thing that I enjoy or I'm learning is, again, this expectation set, right? Like you see all of these videos or these Pinterest posts about the schedules of a newborn. When Nolan was in the NICU, he was on a pretty regimented schedule. Um, And so we got really used to this. Like every three hours he ate, you know, we changed the diaper, we ate, we did all these things and he fell back asleep. And then we would go do something for an hour and a half. And like, like the cycle just repeated and it was very like regimented. And the older the baby gets, the more that just goes out the window, right? There's cluster feeding, there's inconsistent naps, there's all kinds of things that come up that make it really impossible to some extent to plan it or to get into that routine and structure. And that's, again, something that I'm struggling with. And I don't know if I I knew it cognitively, but to have it be played out in action is pretty hard to adjust to because I love my routine and structure and want to be able to predict a little bit of how my day is going to go. And the last lesson that I wanted to share, which may be fairly obvious, but just really, really leaning into those small moments to the small wins to kind of romanticizing this new chaotic, messy and stressful life and taking lots and lots of pictures and sending them to everyone you can think of unsolicited because everybody's going to enjoy the pictures of your baby and celebrating the wins and checking in with people and just staying connected to the network and community that you have because it's so, so important to have that safe space to vent or to talk things out or to share what's hard and to celebrate the wins and to have that be done without judgment. But either way, those small, really beautiful moments of your baby changing and learning and growing, of you changing and learning and growing are going to be really, really special. So whether you actually physically take the picture or you just kind of take a screenshot of your in your mind has been a really important way for me to stay connected, to stay present and to not worry about what's not getting done and just enjoying this once in a lifetime experience as I can, um, as much as I can. So looking ahead and what's next for me and our family and my business, uh, we have family coming at the end of this month. My parents are coming, my husband's family's coming, um, and then my sister and sister-in-law are coming in February. Um, so we're really, really excited to have visitors, to have someone to <laughs> have some help, an extra set of hands, but also to enjoy this fantastic place that we live um, and share that with our families one last time before we move later this year. And for my business, I have the Thrive Through Simplicity group coaching program, which is kicking off in early March. And this is really designed for business owners who are ready to just have an easier business. Um, This is not parent or mom specific, although it absolutely will work if you are a parent, but you don't have to be. This program is really designed for people who 
are ready to revamp, who want to have a business that is making them consistent income um, and consistent revenue, but just having things feel a little bit easier, um, a little bit more streamlined, having better kind of systems in place without it being kind of this complicated, convoluted mess. And so if you're ready to go into 2024 with just an easy business, the kind of business where you get a text message from one of your friends saying, Hey, do you want to grab coffee this afternoon? And you can just pick up and go do that. Like that's the kind of business that I want for everybody who works into this program. Uh, Applications are open now. You can find that on my website at chelseanewmeyer.com and then just go to the tab, work with me. You can apply now and there's a discount if you apply and join before kind of the deadline in February. And then, like I said, that program will be kicking off. It's a year-long weekly group coaching program with a whole portal, um, and that'll kick off in March. I'm also going to be opening up a limited number of one-on-one coaching spots. So again, this is for time management and productivity, and we can really dig into any of the things that are causing friction. Right. I'm not going to say challenges. I'm not going to say roadblocks. Right, It's just really what's causing you friction in order to work as efficiently and as effectively as you want to be. Um, I work often with people who have ADHD. I work often with people who have multiple jobs or kind of larger kind of complicated family situations. And we can dig into all of those different pieces and the schedules and what's going to work best for you. So I'll have a limited number of those spots opening up um, actually probably within the next few weeks. That'll probably happen in February. The podcast, emails, Instagram posts will all continue pretty much as planned. My podcast manager is absolutely phenomenal and has made sure that we are all set up um, for the next few weeks. Like I said, there'll be some guest episodes coming up and I'm really, really excited to highlight all these fantastic experts and hopefully you learn from all of them. And then I'll be back to work kind of mid-February. So I'll be back to kind of live sharing things much more frequently in then. But again, my goal for this episode was really to overall share my appreciation for everyone who reached out and supported us while we were in the NICU and um, Sentinel has been home to all of the medical teams we had who were absolutely phenomenal and the Guantanamo Bay community who took such good care of us during this like kind of incredibly stressful time. And also to highlight some of those things that I've learned and just give you all a bit of an update. So as I said, I hope you enjoy a few weeks of guest episodes and I'll be back with some solo episodes in early February, but I hope you have a happy new year and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.